Hello, welcome to the podcast, The Lotus Eaters. I'm joined today by Dan Hello. and Jeff Thompson. Howdy. From Jeff Buys Cars, which is a wonderful YouTube channel. I've got no idea which camera to stare at. Look how many cameras there are. That one. Yeah. Normally, it's just me in the car. I'll stare at that one. You guys are my friends. So there's, there's I think that's the wide angle as well, which John might go to occasionally. But yeah. uh, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Yes. Let's, um, I don't know if you want to introduce yourself a little bit to everyone. Hello, I'm Jeff from the YouTube channel, uh, Jeff Buys Cars. Been making car videos on YouTube for, uh, what does it say there? Probably getting on for three years. Uh, made 800 odd videos. Started off buying old cars and reviewing them and sort of trying to be top gear. And then one day I saw an article about the new ULEZ scrappage scheme. And I looked at it and I thought, this is a load of rubbish. And I said to my wife, I'm going to sit in my car and I'm going to explain why this is a load of rubbish. So I made myself a very quick tinfoil hat, sat in my car, rolled the camera, and basically said, this is what Sadiq Khan is planning. These are all the reasons it's a load of rubbish. And it was a very popular video. And I realized there was a new style of making videos, which is me sitting in the car and explaining things that are going on in the world. And that's what people seem to like me doing. So I sit in the car and I explain why stuff is a load of rubbish. And I rant quite a lot. And I try to talk as much common sense as possible. And I try to expose things that are going on in the world to people so they can understand them in layman's terms. And I also buy a lot of cars as well. Jolly good. Well, that makes sense. Very sufficient. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Always good stuff as well. It's a good. It's a good mix of everything on the channel. I do try to keep it varied. But anyway, apart from that, oh. I have uh, an announcement to make, which is that uh, it's the same announcement I made yesterday. But here we are. Yes. Which is that Calvin Robinson is joining the crew. He's part of the ship now, and he, if you want to get access to him, uh, you'll need to sign up to Gold Tier, is my understanding. And his show will be on Thursday. I think it's live. Anyway, there's a discount code for everyone, though, to get you incentivized, which is 50% off gold tier membership using the code CRUSADE, because he wants to do his common sense crusade, which will be the title of the show. There we are. Otherwise, we have some news today. News. Sorry to say, lads. Uh, the news today will be about the AI always winning, the fact that uh, we are not telling, we are asking at this point, and enjoy the trailer park, which we're all going to be living in by the end of this. Alrighty. I'm most excited about the trailer park, if I'm honest. I'm quite excited by some of the other ideas of <laughs> what kind of trailer park-esque situations you could have. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll start off with the AI, shall we? Let's do it. Let's All right. So we've made a lot of predictions about AI on the show, and some of them came true. Some of them haven't come true yet. Doesn't mean they're wrong. <laughs> and how, how many of those predictions looked quite a lot like Terminator 2? Most of them were about how it all just become like, you know, people who sit around staring in the goggles being like, no, everything's great. I love, I love where I live. So I'm, I'm genuinely enthusiastic about the AI overlords because they can't be any worse, can they? Well, no, they no. can't. <laughs> I, I just sometimes wonder if we're already there and we just don't know it yet. Like, you know, in Terminator 2, when they're in that bit in the future and they're fighting the machines, I, I just feel like that could be next week, but we, we don't know. It could have already happened because there's no, there's no telling that the machines aren't already running the show. Well, what, why do they have all of those sort of globalists going around having lunch everywhere. That, that seems... Un, that Just seems presuming they're machines. <laughs> machine un inefficient. I don't think they'd bother with that bit, would they? I think you've nailed it. So at the point that we don't any longer have these private jet conferences to save the planet, that's yes. the point the machines have taken over. Yes. We're so not talking about uh, you know, the global overlords today. We're, we're, right. we're sort of narrowing down onto more personal issues of, I think, every uh, uh, man and lesbian, which is women, of course being a subject of AI interference because, um, well, the local lads on 4chan were sitting around and they got bored of posting, I don't know, whatever the hell they post, and decided to move on over to poll and fix women using AI is their idea. So this is it. This is the, they invented a, basically a series of tools 
that will take an image that a woman has uploaded to the internet in which she's being rather suggestive. To, to which a thought has uploaded. Yes. To the internet. You can even see her thong through that dress. And they've decided to create an AI that will fix her, is how they put it. So, so, so to be very clear for the audience, this is not like... The, the image on the left is the one that she posted. Mm -hmm. The one with the tits out is the one that she decided to think, oh yeah, that's a good idea to put that up on the internet where there's a possibility my father might see it. And, and the AI has actually made her more respectable. Again. Yes. Well, I think the correct term is probably wife material by comparison. Because lady on the left is someone that if she was trying to talk to you at a bar, it's like, okay, this is a one night stand. Yes. Whereas lady How on the much? right, a bit more interesting. There's also another aspect. I don't know if you boys have noticed it. They added in a feature to the uh, process, which also removes all tattoos, which is their choice there. Basically, it's like Christian orthodoxy, the AI version. Pretty much, seemingly. It gets a little bit more Christian. But it is better, though, isn't it? On. I do appreciate that the internet is now going this way, whereas uh, <laughs> many years ago, it kind of went the other way. Do you remember when you were younger and you used to play The Sims and you had that school friend that had that mod for The Sims that took everybody's clothes off? That's just me. Once um, upon a time. Oh, Once upon a time. Yeah. But now we've gone full circle. So instead of trying to digitally remove people's clothes, we're now saying we want to put more clothes back on. The tattoo removal thing is interesting, though, I like because that. I can appreciate that you know some people like to see women more covered up than perhaps that. But the tattoo thing is quite a divisive subject. I like that this AI, this AI has gone for the tattoo removal, though, but it is a bit odd because tattoos are all the rage. I think it's really divisive, especially amongst women's opinions on men's opinions on tattoos. Women's opinions of men's opinions of tattoos. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really where I... I, if I that's a bit inversion. Can you, I've, I've lost on that one. I feel like... Men I, have opinion on tattoos and women don't always appreciate those. But I think oh, yeah. that <laughs> women that have tattoos always think that all men will appreciate their tattoos. Yeah, which isn't true. No. I, I do remember like 15 years ago they were all getting tattoos on their lower back and then somebody invented the term tramp stamp and then they just stopped immediately. Yes. They didn't all stop, which I suppose we'll find yes. out. Now, before we go any further, I want to make some, uh, some caveats clear because uh, this isn't just Lamau look at women, a segment. Is it, is it that you have a tramp stamp? No, no. Although, do you want one? <laughs> no, no, no. Anyway, but what, uh, my, my caveat is that um, I don't think you can change a whore. So someone also did this to the uh, music video for WAP which you may remember. And of course, they, they took Nicki Minaj and her co-host here and basically just covered them up a little bit more. And the point being, look, you look nicer. You look like more like a princess than a whore. But obviously, that, that's not what we're aiming for here. Whores are going to whore. Like, Nicki Minaj was never not... You show this picture. That was the point of the video, right? Oh, Carly B. God, they all look the same to me. It, Sorry. but It is better, though. It is, it is still much better. But it's not... Um, I mean, the name of the song is Wet Ass Pussy. I mean, they're not going for oh, a princess okay. look, are they? Right, okay, fair wow. point. Yes, there's only so much you can do with a song <laughs> called that, to be fair. But so, I mean, some women just want to do that and they'll always do it. That's something to live with, not to fight. That's, that's kind of just what they are. Right. But um, there's also, before women get too mad at uh, why you're just focusing on women, there is applications for men, which have been done. So 4chan did run it through for a few chaps. So you can see here. Again, much better. Got rid of the tattoos on this chap, put him in a suit. Um, there's more of these. Another guy here. But again, in, in both cases, if your daughter turned up with either of the examples on the left, I mean, you, you wouldn't hesitate. You'd just get the hounds out, wouldn't you? And I, I get that. Uh, it's just that men aren't interesting. I feel like this could be the basis of a popular new card game where you have to guess which one was before and which one was after. <laughs> Count the number of toes. And, and give them a backstory. 
Yeah. Uh, but regarding the Nicki Minaj whoever, or whoever it was video thing, I'm quite glad I've reached the grand old age of 37 and I had absolutely no idea about any of that. Didn't get no. any of those cultural references and I'm not complaining. You didn't understand the, the hit song, Wet Ass Pussy? I don't think I need to hear that. Ah, the main just... lyrics of the chorus are, quote, there's some whores in this house, there's some whores in this house, and then it goes on. Excellent. Good. Yeah. Right. What was funny is that she was caught live streaming. She was playing her own song and then her kid came in the room, so she turned her own song off. Awkward. Yeah. Anyway, but it does apply to men. You can run the, the, the AI on that, apparently. It's just no one really cares. Um, men's looks apparently aren't as important as women's in their lives. So there's that. Moving on. Because um, this lady here. Now, this is quite a famous comparison because apparently this is the same lady. I'm not sure, but the claim has been made. And this is before university and after university. And um, yeah. people listening, she was a pretty normal young girl and then thought, I love tattoos and, and did a lot of them all over herself including the forehead. So this is the bit of American culture I don't really get. Why, why is it that Americans spend their whole life saving up so that they can then spend like 400 grand sending their child off to be indoctrinated into hardcore left-wing thought and get bodily mutilated? But they all do it. I don't know why. You're asking this like I have a solution. Yeah. I don't know either. It's, well, there's a, if at there's least any, here it's free. You get some loans. But you're never if if any Americans can explain to me in the comments why you people do this, I mean, I'd be most grateful because it seems like a silly idea to me. So she's quite a... a this is a famous image of, of before and after university. So the guys decided to take this and they run it through the AI. And the AI decided to do two things, which um, removed the tattoos, of course. They also enlarged her tits for some reason. So there we are. Well, presumably, if she got the money back for the tattoos, she could afford the breasts instead. <laughs> And Here's also, one you could have won. <laughs> and also a quick holiday to get a tan, I suppose. But there we are. That's, that's a thing. That's what people have done. So there's that. But most of the attention is, is not on um, the things men might obsess over usually. It's instead on the pretty dresses, funnily enough. Which I didn't know that was where this was going, but it, it has. I mean, a lot of women have been seeing this too. So the account there on the right, that's the... Uh, I don't think it was an official one because it's literally just some guys on 4chan, but the account that's been doing it. So this this lady on the left here, she uploaded that picture, uh, those two, and then the Digify app put her in an address there. And you can see one of the female respondents saying, how it is instantly making them beautiful by dressing them up in elegant dresses. Love heart emoji. So, so that's, that's confusing for this, for this you know, Western whatever she is. She can't quite understand what's going on with women looking good because they're dressed correctly. Just go to Italy or Hungary, or, or Russia, and you'll just see women dressed like that normally, walking down the street. In the elegant dress, rather than um, most yes. of your ass showing. Yes. Um, for the YouTube audience, I may have to go in and put some weird scented bars over some women for this, so if, if that happens, yeah. you'll know why. <laughs> As if it's a surprise. Yes, watch on, the, watch on the com, and then you can have uncensored ass crack when you're you're watching these segments if that's what you're into but many people may just be into the nicer dresses as we discussed yeah no it's still, still come and watch on lotuseaters.com anyway but there's lots of this um this lady here of course the ai decided to put her through the the dress sarge <laughs> and dressed her up there so that's one which it's, it's so important because look if the, the one on the right you think oh she's lovely i'd like to date her or something and, and you wouldn't be that bothered if, you then, if your mates then found that she had put this picture of herself on social media. It's like, oh, yeah, you've got a good one there, mate. Well done. But if that one, you, you'd just be embarrassed to, wouldn't you? There's, there's more of this. I mean, this is one where, again, lady with um, not much on. I mean, again, most of the women we're talking about here probably aren't going to put on pretty dresses anytime soon. But the AI did that. And then it goes forth, this one, and where they put her in a, I don't know, what did you call it, a traditional woman? Yeah, that one's churchified. That's a church dress, that is. Yeah. 
which which turns out quite often. And, and again, looks hotter. Has it shrunken the bottom, or is that an optical illusion? That's probably just because the dress is flowy, which I presume shows it. Off. I don't know. I'd have to run that through Photoshop to find out. Yeah. Uh, Here's the, here's the fourth one. So again, this lady's just trying to look uh, interesting. And um, it, it dressed her up once more. And, and this got a lot of people's attention, at least a lot of the focus. And I was wondering whether or not this, because this app is in the early stages of blowing up, whether or not it will go into the Instagram world, because Instagram is just full of women trying to find eyeballs. And the quickest way is to dress like on the left there. But then there's a section of Instagram I found, which is on the right. Funny, left and right. Who is it on the right or the left? Yeah, Le- <laughs> left and right. Political wings yeah. actually don't apply here. <laughs> so they are, there are a lot of people who try and get attention by just um, being the most elegant and therefore higher status, I guess. But it's, uh, it's a balancing act, for sure. But anyway, so um, a lot of people saw this blow up and there was one commenter who thought, well, why aren't they just going to the logical conclusion? And the logical conclusion for 4chan was obviously a burqa, thinking there. That's and- where my head was going with this, actually. That's where I extrapolated it to. And someone did do this, where they ran it through and, and gave her her hijab, but you can still see her face. Um, very haram. But weirdly enough, I, I don't know what to make of all this, but certainly something to make of it, I think, is this is actually not desirable for the people doing the apping. Because, of course, 4chan isn't made up of hardcore Islamists. It's made up of like you know people who kind of waste their time, and then the occasional mad lad who like finds Shia LaBeouf's flag through the star signs. I mean, that's the weird thing about 4chan. But Most pres- of the time it's dumb and then it does weirdly high technology stuff. But presumably they, they actually want like a, girl, a wife or girlfriend at some point. They don't want to just be paying six ninety nine for her nudes. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I don't think the people doing this are all 16 or something. I mean, the person creating this uh, series of tools to then do this is presumably quite intelligent. And they seem to want something that's more Western traditionalist, which... Yes. Well, see, this is a whole new world for me because I come from the corner of the internet is just cars. So in my, in, in my corner of the internet, people use AI to generate like what would the newest Volvo estate look like if it was actually... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, but that's what turns me on. Let, let me finish. What would, what would the newest Volvo estate look like if it was actually right. a woody American station wagon from the 1970s? And then all of that goes around all of the Facebook groups and everybody's saying, wouldn't it be fantastic if they did that? So this is like a whole new world for me that I didn't know existed. You can change everything. You can change everything, but I'm not sure that's a good thing. It's, it's kind of worrying, you know, when you're all on the internet putting wood panels on a brand new Volvo. That's one thing, but, when, <laughs> and that, but then you're only two steps away from everyone wearing a burqa. Yeah. Well, um, mm. so there's another app that someone invented a while back, which I seem to recall. Or you could use deepfakes in which a lot of horny men have instead been doing the opposite, which is undressing women or putting their favorite uh, celebrities in videos of pornography, right? And that's, that was the, like, Use of AI in regards to female beauty, that's how I'll put it, up until now. And now it also contains how do we make my wife, my perfect wife, with the perfect clothes I'd like her to wear. And so the response to this is where we jump onto now. And the first response I found, or the most liked responses, were actually from feminists who were very angry. And well, sure, go on, surely, give, t- give us a summary of these feminist response to AI overdressing scantily clad women? Well, it's that men are evil. Men are evil? Men are to blame for wanting us to dress Hang on, which nicer. <laughs> I don't... Did, did we want them to take their clothes off or did we want them to dress nicer because surely, uh, particularly with the Instagrammy sort of stuff where you take your clothes off and then you make... I, I mean, I don't. I make YouTube videos for men. 
predominantly. I know I have some females. You have an Instagram? Well, yeah, but I don't really use it much. Oh, I just but that's where you take it off. The thing is, if you're a woman who has realized that you can take your clothes off on Instagram or any other platform and make money, is that, from a feminist point of view, your fault, my fault, our fault, society's fault? Whose fault is that? Or is it, at the end of the day, is it all just money? I think feminists don't know what they want, and it's why they're... Like vegans. Yeah, why their arguments become kind of incoherent. And I think we can see one here, because, I mean, this is, the I think, the most liked response on here. 300,000 likes there on the single tweet. What does she say? Women who dress modestly are getting unclothed with AI, whilst those who dress immodestly are getting clothed with AI. This paradox reflects the control men seek over women's attire, regardless of modesty. Hang on. Can I read that? This paradox reflects the control men seek over women's attire, regardless of modesty. Why is it suddenly a male over women thing when it's just been done by a computer and you don't know who's at the end of it? Is it just because this is the sort... I'm confused. There's a lot of things, I think, wrong with this. So the idea that men seek control over women's attire, that sentence doesn't really make any sense. I'm sorry, but like this isn't actually the patriarchy where we force you to wear the dress, you whore. Instead, men have preferences. They have desires, moods, fashion. And therefore, in their partner, they have desires, moods, fashion on that. It's not, it's not control. I mean, shut up. Like, that's just but not no, what it is. It's a good point, though, because uh, men do have things that they like and don't like, and that's a spectrum. But AI, or this AI program, isn't necessarily respecting all of the likes and dislikes that men have on the spectrum. It's only putting things in from a certain point on the spectrum, which is I like people to look like they've just come out of going to church, whereas yeah. it's not respective of all viewpoints. But how so, could it be? I, I, and that, that's the mad thing. Like She's saying that all men want X or all men want Y and therefore men are schizophrenic and trying to control us. It's like, no, no, that's not human life. You human. twist yourself in circles with it, don't you? If you only think in terms of men versus women, yeah, you will become a mad person. Instead, there are myriad kinds of men and women who have myriad kinds of different likes and therefore these mesh in weird ways. I mean, could you imagine sitting there and saying that women like a certain male celebrity Therefore, women are trying to control what we dress and how we look and what muscles we have. No. I do want a bit more dignity, though. I, mean, I, like, I like this. I think this is good. Yeah. It's personal preference. I'm going to dig out a new form of AI that takes the original photos uh, and then just puts them in a Volvo. <laughs> <laughs> well, it can be done. But um, she wasn't the only one. There was another one that did this. And this was the, the second most liked thing I could find at 5K likes. But the thing is, it's the same argument. It's the same schizophrenic nonsense from uh, a feminist who's like, yeah, there's men trying to control women. It's like, no. The, the Twitter account can't hurt you. and can't make you wear that dress. It's just that maybe there are men out there that would like you wearing that dress. That's all. And the thing as well, I don't think the men doing the unclothing app and the men making the clothing app are the same men. And they're probably different kinds of men. Mm. So just saying. Well, and, and, and these particular thoughts have already undressed themselves. Yeah. Yeah. We're just trying to show them the life they could have had. There's that argument. So how did women take it? Um, well, the women involved, so this is one of them, where she got covered up. Um, she got angry because they got rid of her tattoos, so she posted a middle finger. And then they got rid of the tattoos on the middle <laughs> finger. And then she blocked them. <laughs> and the thing was, I noticed this is just shorthand because I don't have time. This happened with all of them, basically. <laughs> all of them um, didn't appreciate being shown a version of themselves. That's basically a summary of the internet in 2024. <laughs> here's, here's an idea. Blocked. Yeah. Oh. Okie dokie. That is fantastic. 
So here's uh, here's the main account that seems to be doing this. As you can see again, there also doing it to men. So this chap got the uh, works, and um, they also started doing it to memes. Keep in mind, <laughs> some people may recognize or not recognize this one, but this gentleman has been now dressed up instead of his normal attire. And I must say, weirdly enough, this did remind me of something that did pop up on the internet. God, about ten years ago. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it. It's, it's safe work pornography. So what you would do is you'd find pornography and then you'd go into MS Paint and, and reinterpret the whole thing so it doesn't look like pornography. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. That, that was the early days of the internet. Yes. This lady playing with her cat, for example, which yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is how far the internet has come is all I wanted to say with this one. I told my wife I was going on a very respectable podcast made by professionals. and This, <laughs> this is where we ended up. I hope you're not watching, darling. No, that, that was yesterday's me and Callum today. Yeah, that's... Uh, were more fun. But anyway, that's not the most brutal aspect. So that's all good fun. But the most brutal aspect out of all of this was something else they did, which um, this, this might be a bit more hurtful, but there we are. It's what happened. Um, they started giving them kids. Oh, that's hilarious. Hmm. So the, left, the image on the left is some um, girl showing off her ass. Image on the right, gone through the AI. She's now got three kids. She's definitely also got a smaller ass. Yeah, she's got a Jeremy Beadle arm, isn't she? That's been equipped. Now, of course, the AI is obviously AI, so it gave us some extra toes and her head's not been shaped into proportion, but yes. um, that's not really the point. So this is the life you could have had if you weren't showy, selling photos of your ass online for six ninety nine a month. You had decided to have three children, third generation with your brother. So this yeah. was um, <laughs> yes. a, a series of the lads who were using the tool decided to go this route instead. They also did a series of others where they made them very Christian. So this lady here. Oh, that's much better. She was given a child and covered up with a shawl and a cross around her neck. So there we are. So that's okay. Yeah, some of them are going to do that. And um, it kept happening as well. This lady here with her <laughs> puppy um, got turned into a lady with a child. So there we are. And there's a lot of text at the bottom there of someone being like, imagine, imagine being able to see what your life could have been. It's um, yeah. certainly something. But there we are. That's something that's happened. You've basically confirmed this morning that AI is not necessarily a good thing. No, this is a good thing. Depends on how you look at it, I suppose. I just can't see that it is. I mean, like, like I say, you extrapolate it to its furthest point and all you get is people arguing over what they're like in women and <laughs> yeah. therefore women's clothing. Then you've got women arguing with men saying, well, you should love me for what I am and not want me to be a Christian Orthodox person with three children. And then you've got the fact that all of this is being done and the programs are being built by people that have just got far too much time on their hands. <laughs> I, I, I see this more as sort of training wheels. So it's like the AI is thinking to itself, okay, these people want us to run society because politicians are screwing up so much. Yeah. But we've got to prove ourselves first. So we start with something that's smaller but manageable. So we fix women, right? And then once we've done that, we then move on to society as a whole. No, I think it's the other way around. I think AI is already running the show. And what it's right. doing is it's going, right, while we run the show over here as robots and prepare for Terminator 2, yes. let's just distract them with this crap. Fair enough. <laughs> but anyway, that's, good, good job. that's a thing. That happened. I don't know where it's going. Um, I did see that some uh, some dastardly guys got hold of it and started taking single mothers and altering their babies and then giving them a husband on screen, which was right. <laughs> got to be the cruelest yet. <laughs> so there, there, there's that. I mean, it certainly can go into worse places than giving um, some women some children, but uh, that's that. And I don't know. Tell me what you think, I guess, in the comments, because mostly what I got out of it is just I'm impressed that the AI has a better fashion sense than most Instagram women, yeah. which... Very good. 
There we are. Right. But let's also talk about the illusion of the social contract uh, I think has been thoroughly broken at this point. So I just basically want to mesh together a whole bunch of different things in this one, just to, just to basically make the point that, you know, we used to have this social contract and it was basically, okay, you guys, you get to be in charge and have a limo and, you know, you go off to some nice lunches every now and again and you get like a fancy embroidered briefcase and you get where, you know, maybe you get made a lord at the end of doing whatever it is you do. But we... Uh, basically get to decide what it is that you're doing and we get to throw you out if you don't do it right and and the illusion of that has just has just completely gone but before i get to that i'll quickly mention that um calvin robinson of gb news has uh has, has uh well formerly of gb he was thrown out for being too based so he had to come to the lotus eaters instead anyway so he's going to be doing a bit of crusading on our behalf i don't know exactly what that was i think it's i think you can send in videos and he answers your question rather than he goes off to a muslim country and just you know starts hacking <laughs> but anyway um there, there, there's a there's a code there um to say 50 off our goal tier so you can send in some questions right so um so so so, so a great example of this is going to have to be um the farmers protests that we've seen about the world because there's there's been this basic formula hasn't there for a while there's, there's been this formula where the where the government makes you afraid of the weather and then the government says but don't worry um, if you pay us some more taxes and let us make some rules, then the weather will be less scary. And then people start to notice. Well, hang on a minute. All of the all of the taxes and and rules that you're putting in, they're, they're just a net negative for us across the board. And but they're also a net positive massively for you. Like um, David Cameron's was it um, father-in-law, massive landowner, and so he gets all these subsidies for wind turbines and all the rest of it. Um, and 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 getting down into the detail, it's stuff like okay, um, your your uncle Brian, his van, yeah, that's got to go, and your nan's gas boiler, that's got to go. What about private jets then? Because they 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 kick out a lot of CO two. Oh no no no, private jets are fine. You can keep that. So I think people have just realised that the con is up at this point, and they're not buying this shit anymore. Would you agree? I think you're right. I think things have been pushed too far, and people are starting to wake up and realise that the thing that is being foisted upon us doesn't make all that much sense. And I think if the um, AI robots that run the world, if if they're going to have their undoing, I think it is that they tried to do too much too soon and then the people realized. That's my hope anyway. (laughs) Yes. But but, but for me, the, the key thing is, is that the illusion has just gone, but they're doing this for good reasons. But no, you're not, you're not really trying to change the weather. You're just trying to get us to give us all your money. Yeah. And you're just trying to ban the things that we like while doing all the things you like. So, so example number one um, is going to have to be. Um, well, I mean, the, the French are doing it in this particular example because you know the French are a bit, a bit. They are doing a sterling job. I mean, they yes. really are showing farmers around the world how it should be done. I mean, the videos that have come out of France of them spraying manure all over the government buildings—that is just the absolute essence of we have had enough. Yeah, uh, you've pushed and pushed and pushed, and now no. I mean, the French are the sort of Premier League when it comes to rioting. They really but, are. But, um, but I mean, the Germans have been doing it as well, and the Dutch were doing it as well, weren't they? And when we catch up, I mean, at some point, yeah. we, might astro- we might write a strongly worded letter. Yes, or at least tut extra loudly in a exactly. somewhere. Talk yeah. to someone about it. Yes. So, but, but, but you know, the, po- the point is, right, is the, the farmers have appreciated, and not just them, but the Dutch farmers, the German farmers, all of them, they've appreciated that there is absolutely no good in expressing your discontent or trying to vote differently, or or making some other sort of argument, or trying to to win hearts and minds. There's no point in doing anything like yeah. that. You basically just have to 
put Paris under siege. Yeah. There comes a point where someone needs to be hanging from a bridge upside down. Yes, yes. I mean, disavow, obviously, but um, <laughs> but, uh, but but that's why yes. we have the census. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so 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 here's the French again, who decided to just just plow the road. I mean, fair enough. Actually, I get that. Like, there's a road that I use all the time, and it, and it's always and it's always being worked on. So it may make more sense that they do that with it. I've always wondered, wouldn't it be quicker just to plough up the road, plant crops, harvest them, and then lay a new road than, than continually work on them? But anyway, so there's a, there's a French farmers <laughs> doing that. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, so, so basically, the system is broken. They've decided that we can't vote these people out. We can't yes. uh, petition or survey. Uh, we can't try and become representatives ourselves. We yes. can't form our own party. They've basically said none of that is going to work. So what we're going to do is we're going to yes. spray manure on the buildings. We're going to block the roads. We're going to start fires until they do what we want. Yes, yes. The 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 the, the phase of, of asking for things has has ended, and yes. people are now just saying no. You will do this, otherwise, you know, we, we're going to we're going to block it. And actually, just before oh, just before we came on air. Uh, my producer ran over with this. So apparently Brussels have now withdrawn their plans to reduce pesticides by 50% by 2030, which is the thing that sparked all of this, apparently, as well as, you know, multitudes of other bullshit that they've been uh, putting on farmers. Yeah, it's a sort of snowball thing, isn't it, where it's yeah. finally pushed people too far. Yeah. I mean, I suspect what they will do is they will they will withdraw it and then they bring it back at the first possible opportunity. So I don't know, I don't know how this is going to work exactly, but you know the the the, the farmers they, they they sort of have have to push back wherever they can up to and including sieging an entire city. Um, and another example I've got of this is um, uh, here we go. So so this is a thing from not so long ago where protesters um, basically decided um, we're not such a fan of all the um, the cultural enrichment that you're you're enforcing upon us. So we're just going to blockade a, um, a an asylum center. So this was that was it what, was it Welsh or something like that. A lot of this going on in Ireland at the moment as well. Yes. Oh, I mean, it's, starting, it's sort of happening all over the place yeah. now, isn't it? But um, yeah, basically the locals just sort of pitched up their tents to physically blockade this, um, this enrichment centre. So I can't pronounce it because it's in Welsh, but yes. we covered this with Voice of Wales and it was hilarious because there was only one entrance and exit. So the security guys and the police couldn't really help in any way. So eventually what they did is they dug a uh, hole out of the hedge that surrounded it and would use that to run in and out with food and mobile phones. So then when they found that out, the protesters went down and stood around that side of the hedge. And the police obviously can't move on the protesters and they were just left with like, okay, well, we've got these people we want to move into this five-star hotel, um, but we physically can't. At which point, the whole thing fell apart. Which, which deservedly so. Isn't it remarkable they're digging bloody tunnels under the, under the hedge in order to... Or through the hedge. Or through the hedge. Not going under the hedge. Oh, okay. <laughs> So it's it's not quite like um, Steve McQueen and the Great Escape, <laughs> where they're where they're putting all our civilizational energy into trying to escape from the Nazis. Now we're we're, we're putting all our civilizational energy in trying to make sure that the immigrants have enough mobile phones. Well, what are they going to do? Jump over fences on two-stroke Indian motorbikes? Well, they couldn't even get them in. That would be quite good, wouldn't it? So this is the section where we're saying the people have had enough, and we're now saying the people are going to tell those in power that this is what we're doing. Yes. Was there ever a point where the people in power didn't do that, i.e. the people in power have always been um, not consulting yes. and ignoring surveys? Yes. Did we ever have a say, ever? Well, that, 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 is, that, is a, that is the very good question. 
but at least they made us think that we could just vote our way out of things. Yeah, the illusion of yes. your contribution to yeah. the system. And it's probably always been an illusion. In fact, you did a segment not so long ago, didn't you, where you looked at every post-war manifesto and basically for the ever since World War II, people have consistently voted for the no thank you to immigration option and they've just got it every time anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Every manifesto. Both parties promised every single election to either clamp down on it or it wouldn't happen again or blah, 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 blah from 1945 till today. Yeah. Well, if they both just lie to you every single election, what are you going with. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Yeah. Can I talk about the low emission zone for a section? Well, funny you, funny you should say that because um, there we go. <laughs> Superb. People listening, a uh, local man has just um, had his lamppost next to him fall down. That is unfortunate. That was unfortunate how that came down just as he walked past it, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. He just looks to me like on the video, he's just pressing the button waiting to cross the road and it's unfortunate. Maybe he pressed the button slightly too hard. Yes. And exactly. he gives up after pressing it too hard. He's like, I'll go home. Yes. I've got dinner. But again, with you know, we've got these ultra low emission zones being yeah. rolled out. Right. What have we got there? We've got some seriously dodgy science to start with. Then we've got some seriously dodgy surveys where not many people are surveyed. And even when you look at the data, most people said, no, thank you. We don't want a low emission zone. Then it goes through anyway in some seriously dodgy sort of political kind of ways where everything is doesn't make sense at all. You've got Sadiq Khan who's pushing it through and he is caught lying on multiple occasions. Then it goes through. Then the low emission zone expands. Then you've got the councils, some councils standing up and saying, we're not going to have the low emission zone. We won't host the cameras. They end up doing it anyway. Then the people start taking down the cameras with angle grinders. Now you've got a situation where Sadiq Khan has somehow financed a fleet of mobile electric ULES vans that are going around to catch people because apparently the cameras aren't doing a good enough job. The electric ULES vans have obviously had to be paid for by someone for this scheme that, as I've just discussed, has been bought in, in dastardly ways. Uh, and now we've got a situation where I think we're reaching peak idiot, idios, idiocy, yes. which is Sadiq Khan's electric mobile ULES vans are being guarded by two security guards to stop the people who are trying to stop the ULES who've tried all legal means of stopping the ULES. So it's yeah. ridiculous. We've got these very questionable... In fact, some of them could have been on that AI thing with tattoos all over their faces. You've got these sort of people standing there guarding ULES vans so that ULES can do whatever it is that it needs to do to save yeah, the and, and Is I it not just cheaper to buy electric cars for people? Well, I don't know. I mean, the amount of, this, this is the questions that I have. The amount of money that has been spent on this fleet of... How many Teslas is that? It's, you know? Well, to be honest, the electric vans are crap. They're a lot cheaper than the Teslas. No, I mean, if you add up but, security guards, the vans, the initial cameras you put up, the consultation period. Yeah. If you, if you added up everything, the complete cost of rolling out the low emission zone scam scheme, uh, it's huge. And who's financed that? Because aren't TFL meant to be broke anyway? Mm. So there's just so many questions and, around. And, and I noticed the people who are doing the guarding of those vans look like they come straight out of the immigrant hotels as well. I mean, yes. that might not be the case, but it does seem to be the case. In a lot of cases, it does seem to be. And there's Facebook groups that are then, when they are finding people who are like genuine security guards who genuinely show their ID, they're then exposing them on Facebook and saying, you shouldn't be working for these people. But I think what what more can the citizens of London, the normal people... Well, didn't it, didn't it start with a consultation and the consultation came out strongly no? And then yeah, and then anyway. and there was also a business... I think there was also a business consultation where they, they consulted on local businesses and all of the... You know, a huge percentage of the local businesses also said no as well. So going back right to the start, yeah. there isn't anybody that wants it, statistically speaking. Yes. But we get it anyway. Yes. 
Well, this is my whole point. The social contract is just just in ruins at this point. So I don't understand why anyone in London is still running around with number plates on their cars. Yeah. Because what else can you do at this stage? Yeah. And to be fair, you, you don't you don't actually see a police car that often. So the chances of, of being pulled over, and especially if it was a thing and everybody started doing it. Well, some of them are. So right. you can buy number plates of illegally, obviously. You can buy number plates which match someone else's vehicle which looks like yours, and then people are pulling them on. Because a friend of mine lives in Western Supermare, and his van at three in the morning apparently was driving around London. So he was sent a ticket mm. for that. And he's got the picture and he's like, Well, it's not my van all these features are wrong. The person in it isn't me, as you can see yeah. on the camera. So, yeah, people are doing that. So you can deconstruct the social contract by saying, I'm not going to be involved with this and just whip your plates off. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, just don't, I just don't know where it goes next. I mean, if everybody's yeah. done everything they can to say, yes. we don't want this, and the government say, well, you're having it, there's got to come a point where we go French and... Well, and, and the notion is, is that we're supposed to, at least this is the story, we're supposed to live in a democracy where the people get what they want. Absolutely. But it's just obvious now that we don't. So, so that, that unfortunate um, lamppost fell down and uh, th- there it is in the morning uh, for, with, the, with the ULES camera on top. Now, I think when they started, they were putting these ULES cameras up individually and then they started putting them on, on crossings. Yeah, well, they, they started going everywhere. They also changed the design of them as well because initially it was just the sort of camera body and the wires popping out the back. Whereas I think that one there in the picture is they then started using armored cameras because people were going past and snipping the wires. But you even had situations where insiders who were in charge of installing these cameras were going on the anti ULES Facebook groups and posting anonymously and saying things like, oh, hypothetically speaking, you actually do more harm if you pull this certain wire instead of cutting it because it's much harder to fix the camera if the wire's been pulled than if it's been cut. Uh, so there's, you know, when people on the inside know that the, the technology that they're installing isn't good for mankind, I just don't really know what... So, so Connor in our office had this. So he came in yesterday saying that the, a new ULES camera had gone up opposite his house. Yeah. And that, that had appeared yesterday morning. By this morning, it was already cut down. Excellent. So... I mean, that's terrible. Yeah. We should find the culprits. Yeah. Oh, yes. That, yeah, that, that is awful. But they it makes, it makes you justice. think that Give there must be the people who installed them, because that's a really fast turnaround. I wouldn't yeah, be surprised I, if the people who installed them are also on the Facebook groups who are saying, yeah, there's a new one here. That's happening as well. But yeah. the, again, this seems to be a trend with dastardly things happening in the middle of the night. Another one yes. is, um, and it's totally unrelated, but trees being cut down in the middle of the night by councils as well. This oh, yeah. So they do it as well. The country. Yeah. So when they, when they, when they, when the people who are in charge that have given us the illusion that we have something to, that we have some form of influencing what they're doing, when they do something that they know that we're not going to like, they do it in the middle of the night. Yes, yes. And I'll, I'll come back to the trees thing. So, uh, so, so, so this is sort of happening. This is your sort of point that, you know, we got, we got a, a, a ULES van there and these, these other people have parked in such a way as unfortunately now it doesn't work. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, what a shame. What a shame. Um, and, and to your point about trees, so, so bear in mind that they're doing all of this on the illusion that they're saving the planet. Yep. Um, but we're, we're knocking down, the, well, not, not us, obviously, because we, we disavow this, but, but certain naughty individuals are, are cutting these things down and planting new trees. And like you say, the councils are going along and cutting down actual trees. Yeah, all over the place. Um, yes. 
But uh, but you know, just just be clear, we support the UK government in everything they do. Now I can tell you, if I was walking along the street and I saw one of these dastardly Blade Runners cutting down one of these cameras, I would go over to him and I would I would give him a piece of my mind and I would say, "Oi, you explain yourself to me." Now while he's explaining himself to me, I'd obviously I'd buy him a pint because you might get you might get a dry throat while while he's explaining. May well do. Yeah, and and then, and then I'd buy him another pint. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and then, and they made one more pint for for good measure. But I'd make him explain himself, and then hopefully that would that would be a disincentive. Right. Another example: if um if if the trees aren't enough, um well, oh what's happened here? So look, there, there's a, one is one of these ULAS vans going around. Oh no! <laughs> Something super glued a dildo over the camera. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> exactly yeah, what the, we do. These ULAS vans are going through tires at an alarming rate, and uh, and windscreens. Oh yes, yeah, they seem to have faulty windscreens where um, they just they seem to get smashed randomly. Oh, so that's that's really the best uh, the best situation when you could find out what you're doing is not helping anyone when the staff you've paid to do it are actively sabotaging their own efforts because they hate it. I mean, that's sort of a sign you should give up. I mean, even the fact that he, you know, how did the conversation go at TFL? He said, right, we're going we're gonna to get these vans to go around London and, you know, to, to, to do the ULES for the clean air. And then someone would say, hang on a minute, we're probably going to need some security guards for the vans. Was there not anybody that sat there and went, maybe this isn't such a good thing? If the van that is designed to catch the people who are polluting the air that's meant to be clean has been made in China and we bought them en masse and they were all bought over here on container ships and now we've got to pay security guards with questionable backgrounds who won't show their ID to protect the Chinese-made van that is designed to catch the people who are polluting the clean air in London. What, like, yeah. At what point did anybody with any sense say, oh, hold on a minute? What's the failure condition? At what point do you say, actually, let's just scrap it? Yeah, where's all, where's all the good people go? Where, where are all the good people? This is, this is the whole thing, is it? What what is the failure point? So we reached it with the Brussels thing, where they pulled back on the um, on the pesticides. So they're, apparently they're not. Gonna, I mean, they will bring it back, obviously. But will we we reached it. You know, th- this is. This, I mean, this is an interesting one because who's gonna who's gonna blink first? I think we need more people standing up to. It. I still don't think there's yes. enough. I really don't. From from everything I see from the Facebook groups and all of the really desperate quite desperate and quite sad posts that I'm seeing from people who have been caught have got all these fines and they've got yeah. all this money that's mounting up on balance from everything I see on social media I really think we need more people standing up to it yeah I don't, I, to, to, to reach that failure point yeah. as you say you know more people need to be uh, m- much more proactive otherwise this will be everywhere Another example of this, of course, is, I mean, I, I'm just going to give loads of examples of, of where uh, people have just had enough. So, you know, Texas border, um, Texas basically decided that the, 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 the federal government was doing everything in its power to get immigration across, despite saying otherwise. And so they just said, no, we're going to put our armed men with, uh, with guns um, on the border and we're, we're going to shut it down. Uh, and, and then just sort of daring the, uh, the federal government to, um, to use force to open it back up again. Um, and it is, it's the point that we've reached in all of this stuff. Um, and and I mean, I said, I mean, the, the US is a nice example of this because it kind of, it, it kind of makes the point of who is ultimately sovereign in all of this. Mm. So in, in Europe, we're supposed to be a democracy, but we're actually an autocracy. Um, but the, the illusion is that the democracy sort of gets you there. And, and the whole question down comes down to who is ultimately sovereign in this. Now, the US is slightly different in that a lot of Americans think that they are a constitutional republic because that was a, they had to tick a test when they were in high school about you know, what kind of government have you got. And um, the right answer is, uh, is apparently a constitutional republic. But it's not. It hasn't been that since, since the 1930s and the New Deal. 
Um, it, it is it is like Europe, a democracy that is devolving into an autocracy. Um, and, um, you know, the, the, the only issue that they've got in the US is they, they've still got that underlying legitimacy story, which is the Constitution. And so this is an interesting fight. It's because Texas is sort of coming down and saying, well, look, we've got these constitutional rights. We're going to enforce them. Um, whereas the government, the, the federal government, is, is basically trying to jettison the Constitution as fast as they possibly can, but they are still using the Constitution as their legitimacy story, exactly the same way as our guys are using democracy as their legitimization story. Yeah. But it's all, but it's all falling apart on that. So um, in one, one, one more example that I give you is, um, oh yeah, so the regime desperately does not want um, Tucker Carlson to go and uh, speak to uh, and, and speak to the Russians, but he's going over there to have a conversation, regardless of what you think of it. I mean, why shouldn't he have a why shouldn't he have a conversation? Absolutely. See, see what the guy Freaks says. Of weakness, if you can't talk to your enemies. Yes, um, the, um, the 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 Russia describe it like this: the far right broadcaster has been spotted in Moscow. Now, in case you don't know what the the definition of far right is, that's anyone who is not in favour of the sexual mutilation of children. So, if if that's not you, then you you are far right. And apparently, the story explains that the Kremlin has declined to say whether Vladimir Putin would be granted an interview to Tucker Carlson, the far right American journalist, after the Fox News presenter was spotted in Moscow. Um, we can hardly be expected to provide information on the movement of a foreign journalist, said Dmitry Peskov, the Kremlin spokesperson, when asked about speculation that Carlson was in Russia to interview the Russian president. And presumably he then winked or something. Well, did uh, you see that Twitter poll the other day? I think it was a UK one where it was saying, which of these four leaders would you rather be led by? And three of them were the genuine choices that we've got for the UK. And one of them was Vladimir Putin. And he came out 75% on top. Yes. What do you want? Rishi Sunak, Keir Starmer, or Vladimir Putin? We take Putin every day of the week. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he, he, I mean, the the idea of having a national leader. But I don't doubt that Putin steals a lot. I want to see Putin on Joe Rogan. That's what I want to see. Yeah. That'd now be, that'd be the podcast of the year, wouldn't but it? I, but I don't doubt that Putin steals a lot. But he still sticks up for the national interest of his country. And just does a bit of stealing as well. Whereas our ones, they just do the stealing. Yeah. There's there's nothing there's nothing yeah. left to be proud of, really, is there? Um, and then, of course, the the other the other sort of big global example would is going to be the um, um, the the, the Houthi situation, which is this is the same sort of thing. It's like they're not going through the UN process anymore. They're not saying, okay, we disagree with US foreign policy. We're just going to shut down this this shipping channel. Now, if you do want to, if you do want to um, um, learn more about what's going on with with the Houthis and the shutting down of the Red Sea. We did an in-depth explainer on this. It, it gets a bit technical in places, but um, we can show you a, sh a clip from that now. You've got on the right-hand side, these are the people who make stuff. Okay, now in order to get the, the stuff that's been made from there to there, you, you've got to ship it via the sea. Now this big bastard here, which is right <laughs> in the way, that's called Africa. All and right. you have to go all the way around that in order to get the stuff from the people who buy stuff from the people who make stuff, right? So, however, um, God in his infinite wisdom decided to put a shortcut in up here. So you dig, you're basically, you basically dig a little canal that bit, and then the ships can go in that big watery bit, and, and they go through, and um, basically, you know, that's you know, how, how modern trade works. Is so that the Suez Canal? Yes. So don't be put off by the technical nature of that explanation. Um, if you do want to learn more, you can go to that video and, and check it out. But, but no, broadly, I just wanted to make the point that, um, you know, 
the the collective West or the, or the gay, the global American empire or, or, or Western, whatever you want to call it, it's really weak at the moment. And people are pushing back. Now, obviously, go, don't go and do anything illegal because, you know, we wouldn't want that. We, we support the UK government in everything they do. Um, but I think that's the way that things are increasingly going to go because clearly our government see us as, as, as tax cattle. And you don't ask the cattle's opinion. You don't care what the cattle thinks. You just make the cattle do what you want them to do. And if the cattle don't behave, you replace them with a different herd. And I think we're deep in that process. So, um, you know, uh, think about your options. Fair enough. I think there's far too many people that just don't realize that they are cattle. That's the problem, isn't it? Yes. Just, you know, we'll, maybe we'll get there, but most of the cattle are too busy leasing cars and trying to buy houses and posting watching videos on Instagram and watching Netflix. Yeah. 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 Speaking of cattle, we're going to become them. Oh, at least the youngsters are. So, boys, um, at trailer parks, um, they're not that bad. Actually, they're fantastic. You're all going to live in one and um, enjoy it, I guess. I don't know what else to say about all this, but uh, the thing I'm talking about is this, which is that Amazon is now selling houses because, of course, none of you can buy one. So uh, Amazon stepped in to, to seal the deal. And as you can see there, for a little as 19,000 US dollars, you can buy your house from Amazon. It gets shipped to you in a big old parcel with a big. So a house literally turns up in an Amazon box. Yeah. So these guys are doing a, a boxing reveal. It's for... going to be tricky to get one of those in a Mercedes Sprinter. I don't think it's going to. But they uh, they do a boxing reveal here where they, they brought the house and then got it shipped. And um, this is what it looks like. So you can see they're cutting it open there and then falling apart. And it's basically a shipping container with a house in it. And you um, like a piece of IKEA furniture, just unfold it and you have a house by the end. Which I didn't see this coming. It was a bit small. Gap in the market, though, for sure. Does it, does it fold out or something, or is that so? This is the... fold out and get bigger than just the size of the footprint of the shipping container. Well, some of them do, some of them don't. So these lads have purchased the nineteen thousand dollar one, so they're a nice, expensive, rich boy house that, that folds out properly, as you can see here. Oh, I see. There we so go. The, the side comes up. You get a bit more house than, than just a shipping container. But there I mean, are... What does the toilet connect to? Because presumably Amazon didn't ship in a sewage system at the same time. Like the good old days. We just sort of pipe out the back, airplane style. The vase with shit in it. Right. <laughs> so it's essentially <laughs> a caravan without the wheels and without the bathroom. Yeah. This is why I'm sort of saying that you're going to live in a trailer park. Because, I mean, this, this is really what this is. Um, this is advertised as one of those tiny homes, which... There's a hell of a marketing phrase. It's not that bad, actually. Well, it depends. Because, I mean, if you want plumbing. Well, yeah, apart from if you want plumbing. Yeah. Or I electricity. Think, I, electricity. I, think, I think that's bigger than my actual house. So I'm, I'm going to take a different tack on this one and say, why aren't we there already with this stuff, right? We've had a housing yeah. crisis in the UK for I don't know how long because we're not building enough houses and there's too many people. Yes. But we've oh, never like ever had... Sorry, sorry, that happens automatically. We've never, we've never had a tiny house movement that says, you know, imagine that. Like, if there was an actual movement to say, do you know what? We want to get the youth of today into their own homes. We're going to do a tiny house movement where we're going to set up a place where people can own tiny homes that they can afford. But there's no, there's no desire within government for people to own homes that they can actually afford, is there? That's the problem. Oh, I, I, on Brokenomics, I sat down with a couple of housing developers a while ago, and they went through all the requirements that they're forced to, to do. Yeah. So cheap, small homes are just unviable. It's, like, it's exactly the same yeah. on the car thing, you know, and we yeah. say, why aren't we having a big push to electric cars? Why aren't we moving to small, affordable electric cars that do the job and get people around? Because there's no money in it. 
and therefore there's no desire to do it. I'm all for tiny houses. I would love for the government to come out with a scheme and say, right, Jeff, you can have a tiny house, you can have a plot of land, you can have some plumbing, you're allowed to live in it because it would cost hardly any money. But what they want me to do is go and get a massive mortgage for a house that's £250,000 so I have to work for the next 35 years to pay for it. But there is also the obvious point of um, who wants to live in a trailer park, which is not the popular option. Most people wanted a house, which I, I can understand. So, yeah, but people have given up on that, haven't they? Well, this is where Amazon have come in, I guess, because they've, they've realized there's a market of those who have given up. And here we are. No, I, I feel like the trailer park thing should make a comeback. I mean, if you've, you know, the, the, the American trailer park, all right, it gets a bad rep. But if everybody could just behave and get on nicely, you could have a really nice community of people living nice close by. Community spirit. We could have that instead of everybody trying to get a half million pound house with a big wall and a gate around it. What we need is more community. And for that, we need smaller houses. If. It, there's, a, <laughs> there's, a very, there's a very big if. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm not too keen on putting my money on that if, I'll be honest. But um, some people did respond to this by mentioning that maybe Hammond was onto something with his tiny home, which um, wasn't called that at the time. But there we are. There's an artist interpretation. Or a have, you, have you done that yet on your channel? Uh, I've done many things on the channel, but I've not yet done a camper van. No, I've chopped the roof off a Volvo. I've turned a Citroen into a sand pit. Uh, but no, I think maybe that needs to be the next thing. I need to make the tiny home on the back of some form of vehicle. That's where we all live. But uh, it turns out on Amazon.com, or at least the USA version, because they're not available in the UK, which is where they're most needed. So um, rip. Yeah. Instead, you'll have to go to the US version. And as you can see here, most of the things that come up when you type in tiny home are obviously kids' toys. For 20 buckaroos. But there are three options here where we can see, and I suppose I'll, I'll click through them. So we'll start off with this one. I think this is the one the boys brought in their video, yeah. which um, is a little more than 19,000. It's, it's 21 grand there. You can see the interiors. Yeah, it's fine. Nothing wrong with that. I mean, need some plumbing, obviously. Otherwise, again, I mean, none of it works, but there we are. It's a TikTok. Of course, it's a TikTok. Gen Z are going to live in these. They're going to have TikTok adverts for uh, living in them. Have Gen Z not ever seen static caravans? Um, well, I, that's... Feel like, I feel like if they saw static caravans, their minds would be blown. Yeah, probably. But they're more, more expensive than this. But here we are. This is the, the TikTok review. Look, I'm, I'm mildly worried that the, the walls fall down when it gets windy. There's probably also a big issue with insulation, I'll be frank. It's probably yes. not the most energy efficient of way of living. I think you're right, Frank. So there we are. That's, that's, that's the home. Um, that's one option. That's 20 by 19 feet that one That's okay so you've got two options option one is move to a warmer country where the insulation is less of an issue option two is shrink yourself down so you can go in one of those other tiny houses that you pulled up on google images then yeah you pulled up that one and it was a child's toy and i was looking at it thinking <laughs> i want to live in that well there are some cheaper options because that that gives you a selection but then there's this one this is number two which is uh purely made of wood which you can see here and uh there's some some cad designs i presume there again a gen z familiar with sheds um, probably not. But there we are. There's the end version. There's only one image of that, but you know, twelve grand for that. That's a big shed with windows. It is indeed. Which there is an even cheaper option if you want a free home, and that's you just you work on your Albanian accent, and then you go down to <laughs> Kent, and you just you just wait for a boat to stop, and you just mingle in. I, I was thinking this as I was watching a more recent uh, podcast of yours. Yeah. How, how does it work if we go over there and then come back to throw your passport away come across on a boat at what point do we get do you get to choose your hotel because some of the hotels are or were quite nice I mean where would you get uh, probably not the one in Wales with the tunnels and all the angry people outside yeah. but I mean there's a couple in Worcester and there's nobody complaining outside that and that's near my house 
I mean, we saw a couple that were literally like stately homes, and then they were converted into five star hotels. And when they ran out of three and four stars, they started using the five stars. Yeah. So, um, do you go? Do you get? Yeah. So if if you get over here and they put you in a three star, but you've been in your home country on Instagram looking at all the people complaining about the five star one, <laughs> do you then go back? Yeah, try again. Yeah. Reroll. Get, get a, a Eurostar. Get yourself another dinghy. Come back and try and upgrade yourself to a. Do, and just keep e- trying it until you get a really nice hotel. Do you even need to go over to France, or can you just wait on the Kent coast and then, like, say, just, just cut the <laughs> just line? Walk up and down the beach. You know, like, yeah. you know, like kicking these... stones until they come. Yeah. <laughs> you know these things happening at night time. The cameras are getting chopped down at night. The trees are getting chopped down at night. If you swim out at night uh, in the morning, you'll yeah, get, you'll get. Have you up. been here all night? Yes. All night, all night. <laughs> Your hair's not wet. <laughs> but the um, the unique thing about this, so this is the the wooden home, the cheapest one on Amazon.com, which is listed here as nine thousand nine hundred fifty buckaroos, uh, one point seven grand for the livery there. But it comes, as you can see in this image, as a series of shapes, uh, a series of slats that you then slot together, and that's how you end up with the wooden home at the end there. Oh, that'd be quite fun, actually. No, I don't um, know about you boys, but it, um, Red Dead Two was a great game. And in Red Dead Redemption 2, when you decide you're going to buy a plot of land and build a house, one of the main characters comes to you and says, what do you think this is, 1750? You don't build a house, you buy one. And you get it bought and it comes exactly like this, modular. So we are going back to 1895 levels of inventions. I never got that far in Red Dead 2. Well, there we are. It was a marvel in the game. It was like, you just buy a house and it gets shipped. Oh, what a wonderful way to live. So um, Gen Z are not being able to buy homes like their parents or the parents before them and said they will be going back to the ye old days and ordering them and then building them themselves to that lovely music that they included. I was just playing Gran Turismo on PlayStation 2, so again, I've no idea any of that. But there we are. That's, that's the selections. That's, that's what you can do. Now, a lot of people have been referring to these as, as trailer parks, which uh, we've got an image of a trailer park there, which, of course, can be good or bad, depending on the residence. It depends very heavily on who your neighbours are, doesn't it? I, I'm all up for living on a trailer park. If I could get rid of all but one of the trailers and then move the location of it to the middle of nowhere, then that would be perfect. Yeah. But in the UK, we are just there is absolutely zero political will in having affordable houses that work for people. Because again, the problem is for a lot of people. Let's say you set up a situation where you can have an house of some sort, be it a trailer park or a one that you buy off Amazon. And you can afford to live in it and have it put where it is for thirty thousand pounds. People would just work less because they'd go, "Hold on a minute, I've paid for my house. What am I doing all this work for?" And also, the rest of the house prices would come down because there's no longer demand. Exactly. It would so in the entire economy, because that's but, what. But you say there's no political will for cheaper houses. I think it's the opposite. There is a political will to keep houses as expensive as possible. Agreed. Absolutely. Yeah. Almost like the whole thing is a big plan to keep us yes. working until we die. Yes, but it's it's like you can sort of understand. I can I can see how the psyop works in this country, but it's the same in all of the other countries. Like in Australia, it's the same thing. House prices are really expensive, but they can't exactly make the argument that there's a shortage of land there. So what what excuse they depends use? where you want to live. So we've done this a lot on the podcast. If you look, because uh, I got bored and was looking at moving, and so if you go to Sydney or something, yeah, you're buggered. But if you go into the countryside in Australia, holy crap! Like I could buy a house right now. Which is mental, just because as soon as you get out in the middle of nowhere, there's no demand, so the houses are cheap as bugger. Like I found one for what was a hundred thousand USD. But you, but you could still stick a Starlink on the top and just do your your podcasting, your angry man ranting at the yeah. Thing. I'm a big fan of destroying the cities from the inside, literally get everyone moving out. Yes, this is why I hate the uh, uh, people who don't like work, the whole working from home phenomena. Brilliant, best thing that's yeah. ever happened to conservatism. The more people staying away from the cities, the better. But yes. anyway. 
So that's that's a place. Could they, could they not all be at the gym making Zoom calls at the same time, though? Yeah, they could. That'd be really handy. If Everyone they be could, could there just be less people? When, when I want to go to the gym and have a coffee, right? I'd just like to hear less Zoom phone calls. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I, Maybe they could all I do it in their cheap homes if they could afford. Does, if they could afford homes, they could make their Zoom calls at home. That's your, the thing. Does your gym have those thoughts who who like set up camera stands recording themselves while taking up the equipment? I've seen it before. Yeah. In fact, the people that do that at the gym that I used to be a member of need that AI app. Yes. Put some clothes on well, them. If, if, you, if you could go into the gym with special sunglasses that <laughs> fix the women, the women back up again. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, someone did say there's going to be an app doing that. And I'd be like, they live, but backwards. It'd be weird, wouldn't it? It's getting back to the UK, because I'm in a trailer park. Okay, well, trailer parks don't actually have the same connotations they usually have in the US, because in the US, my understanding is that the, the white trash neighborhood is how they put it. But in the UK, they're sort of like holiday homes. Because, I mean, I looked here, for example, much of my holidays were cheap holidays where you go and stay in a trailer, which were nice. I but, lived in one of these for two years, but don't tell anyone. Okay. Mm. But it's, it's not, the, it's not the, the horror I see in like 8 Mile. Where it's no. described that everyone's on drugs. That's because you're at Pontins. Um, <laughs> basically, yeah, the static caravan, and as I said, we lived in one for two years because we wanted an alternative way of living. We didn't want to do the whole rat race mortgage thing. And what happened in the end was, uh, well, there was a big flood and we lost a ton of money. But yeah. for a little while, it was great. And I did used to find myself saying, why hasn't this caught on? Why aren't people saying, do you know what? I don't necessarily need to live in a bricks and mortar house because many of the new build bricks and mortar houses are no bigger than that anyway, but they don't have the outside space. But these kind of fly under the radar because they're normally boomers' second or third homes and are therefore allowed. If young people started moving into these, these would be shut down really fast. Yeah, because most of these sites as well that are technically residential or they're second homes for people or they're holiday homes for people, the sites will be closed in January, February or just January. So you can't have a residential permit for the whole year. So there's not that many. Uh, most places, it's classed as a holiday home, which means the whole keeps site, out the young ones. Yeah, so you're kicked out for January. Sometimes children aren't allowed. So again, there's no will for affordable accommodation for people because if there was, we'd just set up more of those. But we'd make them nice. You can see here, this one is listed as a holiday home. I don't know if you actually get to own the land as well, which is another problem. And then you I won't own the land and then you'll pay. So that's what costs. It, it really is a six... choice, isn't it? Because you could just say, okay, well, instead of throwing you out in January, we're not going to throw you out in January. And then yeah. this would be an affordable choice. You also don't really own it because, um, as you can see here, you have to spend 6.3 grand on just, well, keeping the place on top yeah. of 42 you paid. The only bit you own is the caravan and then you've got to pay your rent every year and then there's rates as well and then there's all that sort of stuff. Pretty but similar I, to just renting a place anyway. So I, what's the point? I've often been baffled by the fact that there isn't a sort of um, halfway house. <laughs> see what I did there? There's not, there's not like a halfway point between living with your parents and then buying an actual bricks and mortar property. There should yes. be something in the middle yes. for those of us uh, don't, that don't necessarily want to live in a bricks and mortar property. You know, there's a lot of people that live in camper vans. There's a lot of people living in vans and doing the van life thing and touring and all that sort of stuff. But there's nothing in between. Yes. But why are we even discussing this? Why the hell are we even sitting around being like, Zoomers, yes, just buy a house on Amazon and, and build it like the 1800s. Why, why, why don't you just move into a, a trailer park? Because I feel like this is... Yeah, we're dealing with reality and trying to find a solution. But why is our reality so short? Because that's that's not the dream. That's not things getting better. That's not what people want to think of. Like in ten years, things will be worse. You usually think in ten years things will be better. And uh, the real culprit, as uh, left wing Twitter has discovered, is Carl, the man from Up, the old man who refused to move his house. The bastard. 
Why didn't he move and let people build these skyscrapers where we could house? Well, we won't say who we can house because <laughs> yeah. it's it's not hordes of Gen Zers, that's for sure. Wow, this is an interpretation of up that I've not seen before. So he was the villain. He was the bad guy. Yeah, we are facing a housing crisis. He assaulted brave developers and construction workers working to bring housing to the masses. The masses of where? Yes. Not England. No. All their people. Other er- people. <laughs> Can I see some replies on this one? Scroll down a little bit. Let's see what people actually say. Oh, he's a Georgist hero because he likes the architecture. Okay. Um, he only moved because the developers forced him to after he assaulted a construction worker. I think assaulting construction workers, pretty clear cut, makes him a NIMBY, not in my backyard. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, again, like... A backwards way of interpreting the problem. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because you can do this on the whole immigration thing as well, because you can say, well, at some point, one of our ancestors immigrated from somewhere to get to the place that we ended up. So everyone's an immigrant from somewhere. So like, how do you yeah. then resolve all of these arguments that we've been talking about because everybody came from somewhere and everybody's got to live somewhere. I think the answer is there's too many people and what we should do is we should get rid of lots of the population with various schemes that are not going to go into. Well, there's an offer, isn't there? Because uh, a lot of people responded, obviously, to this being like, oh, come on, just build loads of skyscrapers. Why are you moaning? Because that's crap. No one wants to live like that and you know it's quite like but the grassland. There's plenty, plenty of brownfield sites that could be used, but they're just we're just not allowed to. Potentially, there's all sorts of problems, but the fundamental one, I think, is um, the one we've always talked about, which is you literally can't build enough houses for the demand. And this is Canada finding out what we found out from 1997 onwards. Then very recently, have gone through massive immigration figures as well. And then are realizing, ha, huh, that's really killing the rental prices, huh? Ha, huh, now that's really hurting the house prices, huh? And now no one can afford to buy anything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the massive increase in demand, weirdly enough, if you don't change supply, affects demand. Well, well the numbers Sorry, are very price. simple. We build 200,000 house, 200, houses a year, and we import 700,000 people a year. I so, went to school and did maths, yes. and I know that that doesn't work. Well, yes, because the 700 is bigger than the 200. Yeah, I'd that, work that bit uh, out. Yes, that's, yeah. that's the key. I mean, once you've got that, it, it, yeah. And then you have the same with the Canadians there. Uh, vacancy rates falling. Are there any options for us um, getting a dinghy and going the other way? Is there anywhere worth going that's like not here? Well, that's the no, way, that's no one the, else is as stupid as us. But that's the really weird thing about the set of incentives we've got these days. The incentive for young people is to leave the country. Yeah. And the incentive for everybody else in the world is to come here. Like, wh- why have we ended up with those incentives? I think that's called the Great Replacement. Well, yes, well, there, yes, there is that. Yes. So Elon Musk has, edit that out. No, we'll leave that in. Elon Musk has been saying exactly that, which is uh, him talking about mass immigration, just saying, well, you know, it's destroying everything. And even he said this is a contributing factor to housing prices because if you're an illegal in New York or California, um, well, I mean, you should be deported immediately. That should be the law. But instead, what happens is that you get access to bank loans, mortgages, insurance, driver's license, and free healthcare and state tuition for college. And he makes the great point of, why the hell would you give them the same benefits you give a citizen? Because then there's no benefit to being a citizen. Which is exactly what we're saying about going across, getting a boat, coming back and checking in again. You know, you yeah. basically reset. You start go at a different point, don't you? So you come back in as an immigrant and then you get all that. So I got to ask the question, which is, um, well, is this going to change? Because this is why the reality is so bad. But is this going to change? So, I mean, will people take responsibility for what they've done? Well, I have the, how the immigration minister here telling us that uh, the asylum system is broken and he wants someone to do something about it. <laughs> the immigration minister wants someone to do something about immigration. <coughs> yes. 
If only Excellent. him. If, if only there was some sort of job role in government that did that sort of thing. If only he had, I don't know, 300 and something friends who also were in the same parliament as him, in the same party, with the same views. And they could, oh, I don't know, form a government and then vote laws? I mean, you'd think he'd be ideally placed to yeah. be doing something about it, wouldn't you, really? But, but this goes back to my last segment of the, the absolute theatre of our political system. It's just, it's just such bullshit at this point because what happens at the election times is the Tories pretend to be running in opposition to themselves. Yes. And the Labour Party pretend to be different from the Tories. But yes. everybody can see that, no, it's just, it's just an elite who does whatever the hell they want. I had a bit of a busy day yesterday, and I, and I think I missed some things that happened in the world. But did we also have a situation in politics recently where Keir Starmer publicly bet Rishi Sunak a thousand pounds over something? That was um, Piers Morgan. Was it Piers Morgan? Yeah, I thought he it was... bet that he wouldn't get anyone on the flights to Rwanda before the next election, and Rishi Sunak was like, "I'll take that bet," which was. You know, it's only a thousand pounds. What does he care? Can we quickly talk about this flights to Rwanda thing? Right, I know next to nothing about it, and it's I know that the, the whole thing is panto. Yes, all well, of it. Yes, because it doesn't. Work. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yes, we have the immigration minister being like, "Oh, if only someone would do something." I, w- I, I wish. I, like, how did that conversation happen? Where, where they were sat in a room going, "Do you know what? We need to work out this. Uh, we got to start deporting people." And they're all sat around. It's probably in an evening, aren't they? They're all having a drink. What should we do? Uh, you know, we could put them up in some affordable housing. And someone's there been like, ah, you know what we could do? <laughs> put them on planes to Rwanda. And then they've all been slapping their legs, been like, that's a ridiculous but, idea. But You'll is, never make that flight. Because when you get into the details of that Rwanda deal, Rwanda can same, send us the same amount of people that they don't want here. Brilliant. So it's an exchange scheme. Yes. Rwanda's warm and sunny most of the time, right? Yeah, yes. we saw the hotels that we're going to send them to as well, and they're very nice. Had to, what have I got to do? I've got to go across to France to get a dinghy to come across here to Walpole or go out. Get a free holiday to Rwanda. Pretend that I'm paddling and have been there all night to then get put up in a three star hotel to go and do it again, to come back four star, go and do it again, come back five star. How do I eventually get on the plane to Rwanda? <laughs> Imagine being mad that you got the five star. <laughs> I was promised sun. <laughs> anyway, but there's uh, that. No, nothing is going to change. So get building, boys. You can, you can go and find the wood slats. Get the, the music on your phone from Red Dead and um, get working. But if you're in the UK, I, I probably don't think so. Because I also did, tried to just find some land where I could put my caravan in Swindon and found this. How much is that? I can't see that. It's 100,000 pounds. This, this plot of land. Right. Do you get the Mitsubishi with it as well? No, I don't think so. Damn. But look at that piece of land. You could get those Amazon houses. You could, you could divide that up into like at least 10 plots. Oh, you're speaking like a housing developer now. Yeah, but no, but I'm saying, we look, put, that, that, we... <laughs> that green building there, you could put a shower block and a little kitchen unit in there, right? And then you could divide it up into 10 blocks and then a bunch of 10 friends could chip in. So it would be 10 grand each plus another 20 grand for the pod. So you've got a 30 grand, your own house. You'd have to share a kitchen block and a shower block. But otherwise, you know, 30 you're grand. You're missing the, and... the key point. What? Permission. Well, yes, mm. yes. That, that, that's the one thing that you wouldn't get. So even if you did this, I mean, you're, you're stocking up 100 grand for the land, then 40 grand for the caravan, and then you're going to get the permission, which just isn't going to happen. Let's be real. So there because, we are. Because there was, there was a time, wasn't there, in, in um, English history where you just have the common, and yeah. you still have them scattered all over the country. We, we have a, a, what's called a common, but it used to be common land that people could just use. Not anymore. But that's my point. Um, there's a reason this is only being sold on Amazon USA, not UK, and probably never will be. Uh, the UK is buggered in this regard. But if you um, want one and you're American, then it is on Amazon. And if you want to do that, that's a thing now. Cool. Let's go to the video comments, I suppose.
When I first tried playing MechWarrior 2 in the mech, I wasn't getting a very good frame rate. This is because the computer was trying to power itself and the touchscreen at the same time. However, by running the screen through a powered USB hub, I got some increased performance. A lesson to be learned. The same power that causes a problem can also fix it, if correctly applied. Alrighty. This guy's building a mech, and he's playing mech in his mech. Right. Mental. He's going to When the robot's trying to take over, he's going to be our first line of defense. Okay, good. Let's go to the next one. YouTubers Serpent ZA and Lao Wai used to live in China and were caught up with the local propaganda. Now they devote their channels to exposing Chinese malfeasance. The Chinese have a tendency to present your food alive on the plate to demonstrate its freshness before taking it away to cook, indicating just how little trust there is. A colleague at work loved to disgust us with tales of gutter oil. This woman is skimming cooking oil from a sewer to strain and reuse. When your society is set up to keep the impoverished down, then you make people desperate, and desperate people do desperate things. Well, that's sad. Yes, that doesn't really appeal. I don't know what to say. That was just sad. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's go to the next one. I never know what... If we've got a moment on that one. I never know what to believe with what comes out of China, because for everything that you've got that says some things are really, really bad, there's lots of people saying things are really, really good as well. And you've got a lot of this like 15-minute city digital ID stuff. People can't do stuff without their digital ID. But then there's other people saying, you should visit China. It's fantastic. Are they all lying? Are some of them lying? Maybe a few of them are lying? Go find out. It's always depends how good your social credit. How much is the land in China in the minute? And can yeah. Amazon deliver there? I will help you colonize Xinjiang if you just give me oh, a home. In, in China, <laughs> they're, they're demolishing whole cities of tower blocks at the moment, so they've got an abundance of, of empty homes. Yeah, they're just made of newspaper. I think I just solved this the, the, <laughs> the immigrant problem. Yeah, if we send all the immigrants to China, empty cities, men of military age who want to see. Yeah. We need to get in touch with what's-his-name and suggest that one to him because it's going to be a Xi. better solution than Rwanda. Yeah, dear President Xi, have you considered? Yeah, could Imagine work. the response he would send. He'd be like, I'm not stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Go away. Yes. Do the next one. So yesterday I didn't have internet because the wind took it out. We had a huge storm come through, lots of rain, and we even had a little tornado. And as you can see, just tons of damage, hundreds of thousands without power. Um, it was just crazy, and yet every year that this happens, I mean, last year we had record-breaking rain and snow. Every year this happens now, and they're still saying that we're in a drought and that it's dry, and that's why we have so many forest fires. Hmm. Yeah, they're lying, aren't they? Is it dry there now in California, or is it... Um, oh, oh, where are we at now? I don't know. But I think it's a specific area. I mean, if they're having massive floods every year, that just doesn't sound like a desert area. It sounds like probably somewhere that's more like Washington. But anyway, let's, let's go to the... Do we have a last one? We do have a last one. There we are. What the heck Dog. is this? Potato, potato milk. milk? Are there any Irish out there who would like some potato milk? Mmm! All right, that's pornography for the Irish viewers. Um, that's all the <laughs> video comments there are. <laughs> it took me a while then to work out what that accent was doing. Can we play that again? She's Danish. Oh, she's Danish. Denmark, yes. Wow. So if you hear a potato in someone's throat, they're always Danish. Excellent. So potato milk. Brilliant. I'm sure that's really good for you. 
From the written comments, we've got Alex Ogle, who is saying, discovered Jeff only a few months ago and have thoroughly enjoyed his content. Everyone should watch Top Gear, uh, Top Gear-like road trip from John O'Groats to Land's End, pitting EV car against an ice car, what a corker. Yeah, I'll watch that one. That was quite a good one. Thank you very much. It was, I was rooting it was for the that. EV, but it was a bit unfair because I mean, EVs have to stop and charge. The thing was, um, when we yeah. started that challenge, and to be fair, all three of the challenges that we've done, I always knew that on time, the EV cannot compete. Regardless of how fast they do 0 to 60, it doesn't matter because you're going to have to stop to charge for 45 minutes. What shocked me every time was the price. Because although I might have set off thinking I'm going to get there first, I was also often thinking, if he's careful, he could come up cheaper than me. And to then get to Land's End, well, he never made it to Land's End, but to sit in, you know, by the harbour in Cornwall and work out the numbers and find out that he had spent twice as much as me on electricity and I'd arrived, I think, on balance nine hours ahead, that was a real, like, mind-blown Because uh, he was paid for rapid charging. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and again, like, you know, you watch the challenges. There's other places you could have charged. We could have done it differently. We could have done it on a different day. We could have done a different route. There could have been less traffic. We could have not done it at all, and it would have been different. But we did it on those days. The traffic we got was what we got. The conditions were what they were. And it was yeah. a pretty balanced, you know, pretty balanced review. So we'd, we'd done three of them. We'd done north to south. That was John O'Groats Land's End. We then did east to west just before Christmas. And we've done north to south Wales as well through 20 mile an hour speed limits. And we've yet to find one where the EV actually comes out on top. Lots of people have called us out and said, oh, we, you know, we want to challenge you and all this sort of stuff. But go and do it and prove it for yourself. It, it doesn't work. Over long distances, diesel is still the king. Justin B says, good to see Jeff. I've been watching you for a few months. Has anyone beaten your cart time yet? Ah, uh, mm, I haven't heard, but I am also hoping that my actual hat is at the go-kart track. I was there last Wednesday and I lost my favorite hat. I phoned him earlier on and said, did I leave my hat there? And he said he's going to phone me back. So when I go back to the go-kart track to put the sign up saying beat the YouTubers, uh, hopefully I'll retrieve my hat. But yes, we went go-karting last week for the YouTube channel and myself and Lee set a time on the track. And the idea is you can go to Stourbridge. Uh, there's no clean air zones or anything like that. And uh, there's not many, as many roundabouts as Swindon. And you can go and beat our times on the go-kart track. Yeah, very good. Want to do a couple from yours? Sure. Omar Awad says, men only want one thing and women hate that it's not disgusting. <laughs> yeah, Volvos. All we want is Volvos. Justin Beef says, the biggest problem with AI is that no one is going to trust photos anymore. This will be even worse with new Pixel phone uh, comes out with its AI built into the camera app. Yeah, I don't know if you guys have got adverts for that. I get them all the time. It's like, fix your photos and it just deletes a person. Well, and also you can use it to manipulate what politicians are saying. So before long, Biden's team is going to work this out. And one of these days, you're going to see him come out and give a fully competent, coherent speech where he then just marches off the stage without falling over. And you'd be like, oh, was that AI? Where, where this takes me is, do you remember the South Park episode where um, they had girlfriends, but somebody was touching up the images? So they got to a stage where the image on the phone was better than the image in real life. And I feel like that's where we're headed. You, we're going to be in a position where, like, if you're if you're using AI to remove things from your holiday photos, then that means your holiday was better on your phone afterwards than it was in real life. Yes. And we just get to this stage where AI allows us to live in this digital world that's actually better than our actual reality. And then you want to stay there. Then you want to stay there. And many of the yes. conspiracy theorists would say, well, that's the plan because we're going to end up just living in these boxes with our Oculus systems on. 
And I was actually in Curry's PC World the other day, and I saw that uh, there was a carry case for an Oculus. And I thought that was really quite ironic. The fact that you can a carry case, a carry case for your 3D simulation, so you can take it with you. Just found that a bit odd. Have you seen all those videos of the guys in San Francisco with the Apple ones? No. So they they came out oh, no, a week or two ago for the public. So loads of guys have got them, and they're walking around, and now there's just loads of videos. Of people are like, have you seen these freaks? Because they're just living in their own world. They can see the cars and stuff, so they can safely walk around. But they've got the virtual reality up. Where wow. Was, they walk along like this, moving <clears throat> stuff in front of their eyes, don't yeah. they? But, but from, in real life, they just When you're watching them, you just see somebody walking down the street doing that. See, people probably realized from watching this podcast and the way I reacted to some of the stuff you were showing us earlier. I, I am a, a technophobe. I don't really understand any of this stuff. And I just see that none of it is going to make my life better or easier. I think we've got mobile phones and I'm okay with mobile phones, but I don't need anything else. Most people are trying to shame them into not using them by just assuming everyone who's got those goggles on is just watching porn 24-7. Hilarious. Which is one way. Anyway, Hector says the AI may fix their photos, but it can't fix the relationship with their fathers. (laughs) Sophie Liv (laughs) says, oh my God, how dare you make comic book heroines and video game women scantily clad? That's sexist. Oh my God, how dare you say that real life women shouldn't be scanty clad? That's also sexist. Uh, Jan says if our AI overlords are going to be uh, like Digify AI instead of woke AI, then I'm all for it. Immediate revolution, please. Yeah, I, I am unironically in favor of the, of the AI overlords. Well, the Crusader says the AI overlords can't be any worse, Dan. When they're programmed and trained by the same anti human people who now rule us, They'll be the same, but a million times worse because they'll actually be more effective and competent. Right, so they can be worse, but I don't think they will be worse. That's that. I should clarify on that. I think I think we, we there is there is a possibility of getting a good AI overlord. There is not a possibility of getting a good human overlord. But is there is there a variety of AI overlord that actually needs human beings in their biological form? Well, yeah, there is, there is, there is always the theory that when machine life takes over, they'd be like, okay, well, we need to get rid of the oxygen because it just corrodes all our components. Yeah. So, Mister Royce says, I find it interesting that the main critique of Digify AI from the feminists is men controlling women, like it's not women who hate attractive women the most. He says men have usually one main type: attractive women who are modest and loyal in public, which have a naughty side that they bring out in private. Digify AI feeds the former AI. That undresses feeds the latter. Yes. Good comment. Uh, Harry's bastard child says, Al Burka for all, not something I had on my 2024 bingo card. I'm going to shoot the next person who says that phrase. Anyway, Sophie also says, it does amuse me that the average woman is now so slutty that it's kind of boring for people and that it's way more interesting when they wear a turtleneck because at least it's different. Yeah, I wanted to bring that up. I, I forgot to, which is, I've had this problem for a while. I don't know if you see this with all of us, men and women. Primark. Looking at women especially, women all look the same. They're all wearing different clothes, but it's all Primark-ish. Like the style makes me think of Primark and it just makes them all a blur. And then when you see one that's not dressed like that, it's interesting. Is that just me? I think that might just be you, but maybe we move in different circles. Okay. I go to a lot of school stuff. There's a lot of parents. They all look a little bit different. Most of them just look tired. Okay. Well, I'm saying that because I, I think Sophie's right. Swindon High Street is not necessarily the best place to judge. I was thinking of Reading and London as well. Right. I do all appreciate that. that we fashion does seem to have gone in pretty much one direction, which is 
jogging bottoms, trainers, and a top that is roughly the same as the jogging bottoms that you're wearing. And I don't really understand like how that has happened because it's not, I, I, I don't know. But I think that happens as you get older as well. Like you look at the world around you and go, this is all rubbish. And my parents probably did the same and their parents as well. And things do get progressively worse. But, but it's, it's quite possible though that they were all right. And it is, so society is just decaying around us. Yeah. I think that's something we can all agree on. <laughs> yes. Yes. Definitely the UK is. The UK is a fucking joke. I hate this place. Primark's an interesting one though, because as a business model and, you know, going back to um, like net zero and all of that sort of stuff, Primark, if we're going to do net zero to save the planet, right, what would you rather do? Would you rather get rid of all the old cars that we used to get around? We should definitely just get rid of Primark. This like single use clothing culture that we have of buy a t-shirt, it lasts five minutes and it's, you know, straight to landfill. Like as a business model, it's pretty hideous and it, it needs to go. It's not something we'd like, if we are going to save the planet and, you know, go down the like net zero stuff, there's a lot of businesses where we can go, we don't need you, we don't need you, we don't need you, and save all the carbon that you're creating. I think Primark's one of them. I don't know why people say that about Primark. Maybe other people are using their clothes wrong, but I've, most of my T-shirts, all of them, in fact, are from Primark because they're the cheapest. And I've, I've got some that are at least five years old. They've never lasted five minutes. I mean, they eventually... I've, I've, never, I've never been inside of Primark. I, I yeah, don't know what it's It's been like. a little while since I've been inside of... Maybe we should do that. Maybe one we should pound, go. Yes, do some content. I one don't pound want to. I, I'll visit a Primark. You drive into a Primark. I, I can't, like... <laughs> one, one, I'm quite happily... Can I drive through a Primark? <laughs> yes. In my BMW X5 with no number plates on it? Um, one pound 70 for a shirt. Do yeah. you not feel a little bit funny about that price? No. They don't pay you enough on this podcast. Well, there we are. But the, <laughs> you, you haven't... You know, I've had... A, for five years, some of them. And then, you know, they start to fall apart then. And then you just sort of, you know, blow your nose on them once and then throw them away. The other thing I find, like, when you get older is if you spend a little bit more money on, like, I don't buy clothes. Like, I thought this morning, right? I was like, right, this is a proper podcast. You guys have, like, a studio and microphones and yes. one, like, four cameras. This is more than just me in an old car with an iPhone. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to buy a new shirt and I'm going to buy a new hat. And you know what I did? I didn't buy either of them. And I just, you just don't. You get older and you're just like, I don't need it. I've, I own three shirts. Well, you're not on the pull anymore. You're just trying to, just exactly. trying to get enough sleep at night every night. So stuff yeah. checks. Your, your values shift as you get a little bit older. But uh, yeah, £1.70 for a t-shirt, I'd have to be asking, hang on a minute. Someone has suffered for that somewhere along the line. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying my... You, you can, just, you can uh, just envisage the Filipino child getting whipped, can't you, as you, the, as you, as you hand over your £1.70. Yeah, there's, there's something that's gone on there. And I'm not saying all of my clothes are ethical, but I just feel yes. like that's, that's too cheap. Well, that Bangladeshi is either making this T-shirt or in the fields for eight hours. Yeah. And they do make the self-choice of, I'd rather make T-shirts. Right. Anyway, but... The, um, the ethical reason to shop at Primark, we'll go with that. Right, okay. Deep Mid Wicket okay. says, I'm eternally on the side of the farmers. As the last few years have shown, shipping food in from abroad is a recipe for disaster. Same energy policy. Become self-sufficient first, deal with the rest of the world uh, second. Yes, exactly. Right. And, and, that, and that's actually something that the West does to the, to the developing countries, which is really wrong. What it does is it goes into these countries and it starts shipping out um, cheap Western mass-produced food so it destroys the local farmers because they can't compete. And then once they're gone, well, they, they don't have anything else to go to, but they're just now hooked on Western cheap food. So we've now got them by the, by the ghoulies. And again, this sort of plays into something that you hinted at earlier, which is like, where is that sense of, sense of national pride? Like, what, what is yes. that one thing? 
What if we had a prime minister that came in and said, Do you know what, we're going we're gonna to be the best country at all of the best stuff and we're going to produce more food than anyone else and we're going to make the best t-shirts and we're going to make the best cars and we're going to be the best. Yes. It never happens, does it? Well, and imagine we even got to choose our Prime Minister as well. I mean, well, that'd be nice. That, that, that would be a good start. I mean, there's many things that you could do on this. Richard, Richard Monkden says, farmers' protests, it's become painfully evident that there was no representation or chance for reform for the farms of Europe. Tired of being shut on from a great height, they've now taken, uh, taken it to the man and brought their ire to the cities. Well, they they just have to. I mean, there's just nothing left at this point. There's no democracy. There's no pretense that we can change anything. We are just the cattle and we can either protest, we can either take it to them or we or we just wait for slaughter. And I, I think from watching some of the stuff that's going on in Wales, uh, there's a few farmers in Wales that are getting pretty vocal about this. A lot of it is to do, and correct me if I'm wrong in the comments, about the storage of manure and that sort of thing. And the farmers are saying, hang on a minute, there's all these new rules coming in on how we have to store this stuff. And yet the water companies who are pretty closely connected and pretty cozy with government are able to pollute as much as they want without anybody really intervening. And the farmers are going, hang on a minute, how can we're producing all the food that we have to abide by the rules, but the water companies don't? Yes. Well, the purpose of a system is, is the result that it produces. And the result of the system is that farmers are committing suicide and going out of business en masse. Yeah. Which is presumably, therefore, what the system wants. If they're not being paid to give up farming, which we know the government has done with their, you know, we will pay you. It's it's almost as if the globalists want to make sure that we are dependent on France for energy or food or or, or whatever else. But we can't can't have a system where any one country is self-sufficient in the basics. We all have to be dependent on somebody else for something. Which is why we'll never have sort of interlinked, good, strong leadership that's yes. worth voting for. Interlinked failure. I'll, I'll just, I'll just a final comment from my section. JJHW says something, and I don't know if this is true or not. I mean, maybe it is. Apparently, Sadiq Khan is 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 come out in favour of sending cars scrapped under the ULES scheme to Ukraine. Yeah, is that real? Yeah, there was. Do you know what? I, I remember reading the articles or scanning the articles and thinking, I am not going to put that on my YouTube channel because it's just a bit of a bridge too far. There's some very, very strange stuff that came out about that. And I think it was to do with um, pickup trucks and those sort of vehicles that were going through the scrappage scheme right. were starting at odd. Because that very, is very really, odd. really taking the piss. We're going to take your car away and send it to Ukraine. And again, you go, well, I've been a pacifist all my life. I might, you know, my grandfather yeah. was, a, was a conscientious objector and he objects to war. And then when my grandfather traded in his car in London, it was sent out to fight on one side of a war. Yeah. It's just odd. There's a lot to unpack in all of that. I never really delved into it in any great detail, but then everything Sadiq Khan seems to touch, seems to have conspiracies right. not far away from it. The man is, uh, yeah. Any, any last words from, from your comments and... Section three. Sure. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think there are some comments. No, I was reading the wrong comments. I just realized. Oh, like, right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. We'll read one. Um, Roman Observer says the Amazon trailer park house is quite big. Wait till they sell the trailer park pod. Yeah. So one of the options I didn't really get into was on there. Uh, the smallest one I could find, which was for five grand or something, was an option. It is 1.6 square meters smaller than an isolation cell in the prison. But it is an option. So there we are. Um, we're out of time. If they would like to see more from you, where would they find you? Uh, just type Jeff buys cars into YouTube and then I've got Twitter, but I try not to use it unless I'm drunk and deliberately annoying people. I post on Instagram occasionally and I'm fairly active on Facebook. Alrighty. Otherwise, Let's try that out. We'll be back. Bye bye. <laughs>